Thanks for listening to this message brought to you by Cornerstone Christian Church. For these and other great resources, please visit us at sparkswillfly.cc. Stanton's going to bring the word tonight, so if you will, let's stand up and let's honor him as he comes tonight. Amen. I want to flip the note, and I'm excited for what I've heard God very specific over the past couple of days. He's downloaded a couple. You know, God doesn't just give us a novel. Many times he just gives us a specific word. And so I've made a couple phone calls to try to help me piece this together, and I'm excited about what the Lord wants to do. Um, you can go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 3, verse 1. I'm going to be reading from Acts chapter 3, verse 1, uh, down through uh, verse number 10. Acts chapter 3, 1 through 10. Before I go into that tonight, I want to elaborate a little bit on the comment that Pastor made a couple weeks ago concerning the African-American church. The African-American church has been on my heart now for quite some time. Over the past about probably 60 to 90 days, we had an event in here, a service, really a mighty move of God with Pastor Tanya Hall a couple weeks ago. Man, things were shifted. I know my life was shifted. I don't know who can testify to that, but but God moved strong in that room. And I believe that that's going to be something that sets us on a journey you know, I, even even like explaining kind of what the Lord has placed on me, I'm just learning how to define what God has placed on my heart. And one thing that I know without a shadow of a doubt, and that is to bring unity to the body of Christ. Amen. We know that God says we are one church moving together, unit, united together. And so I, I just, man, when she, when she came and just released that, I was, I'm, I was just some kind of stirred up and have been some kind of stirred up ever since she left that night. So, But I just want to elaborate a little bit on that. You know, I've, I've, God has connected me with different African-American leaders over the past 60 to 90 days. And as he's done that, I've been able to go into their churches, to go into their services, and to see, okay, what, you know, how do they do things? I love ministry. I love the work of the church. I love how everybody does it. I love the Baptist, Methodist, Pentecostals. I love all of that. But one thing I figured out about, about some of my friends there in ministry is that there is no other plan B. They expect God to move every single time they open the door. And I don't know about you, but I honor them for that. You know, many times in a contemporary white church, we think because we have, I'm not saying this local body, but what, I, but what I'm trying to express to you tonight is that some, many times we think because we have lots of things and big and nice and all of that, we lose sight of what's really important, and that is his presence. We cannot do anything outside of his presence. He has to be right and smack dab in the middle of everything we do. And that's one thing that I love about them, and I can throw down with them any type of day. Why? Because there is no other plan B for them. They come in there expecting God to do something. And so many of you tonight, this is not to break down. This is not to come hard, to do anything, but to simply tell you this tonight. When we get into flows of worship like that, see, many of us in this room have not seen the truth, have not experienced God for our in quite some time we need to come into here expecting God to do something he's a good God he desires to bless us amen how many believe that God desires to bless his sons and daughters amen so I'm going to open in that text that's just something that's really been on my heart and so I know that God's going to do great things through that in the days ahead Acts chapter number three beginning reading of verse one this is a this is a very um popular verse of scripture and um and I'm excited to share it here we go One day, Peter and John, I'm reading out of the King James now, not the NIV, excuse me. (laughs) Acts chapter 3, verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom laid there daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful. Everybody shout daily. 
he laid there daily, it says, at the gate of temple, temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them, they entered into the temple. So this illustrates a picture in my mind of a lame beggar, you know, that we see out in the street maybe begging for money. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Everybody say, expecting expecting to receive something of them. He looked at them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, silver and gold, I have none, but such as I, I give, I, I, such as I have give, I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. Come on, sometimes we don't see the miracle right away. Come on, in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up. He didn't rise up at the minute, but this next verse of Scripture says he picked him up, come on, and snatched him up, come on. And he took him right by the hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankles and bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Verse 9, and all the people saw him walking and praising God. Come on, this was a lame man. Now they see him walking and praising God. That's some side of, that's a, that's a contrast. Amen. I love the oxymoron there. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and they knew that it was that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. I want to talk to you tonight from the title, Constant Expectation. Constant Expectation. You know, when we look at this man right here, I get the picture of this. Us as humans, as the body of Christ, whoever, we, whatever it is, no matter who you are, we generally get what we expect. Well, you know, I don't, I don't trust men. I don't get into relationships with men because, you know, all men are dogs. We generally get what we expect. Come on, um, I'm going to church today and I'm going to go through the motions, but, you know, nothing really great is going to happen to me. We normally get what we expect. I'm just painting a picture for you today. So when we, I, just, I love this, I love this story because it paints this beautiful picture of how, of, of really what God, I believe, is, is wanting to just literally shout from the heavens. And as I was in my prayer time, even in this, even before this service, I even saw the Lord just longing to download portals. We, we, we use different like terms in the church, portals, open heaven, whatever you want to call it. But God is desiring to take us to a new level but our expectancy must rise come on this is no deep revelation tonight but i'm giving you something simple that i really believe if you'll open your heart and just receive it tonight i really believe that we're going to begin to walk in the true destiny come on i want to speak to the individual purpose on the inside of you and that individual purpose that we're going to begin to walk in after tonight is going to become something that we come into corporately and things are going to begin to shift that's something that's been resonating even on the inside of me again another thing is this Miss Ian handed me a book about authority on Kenneth Hagin. Man, you, Matt talked about him tonight. But listen, this man walked with such authority and such power that was given to him by his heavenly father. And everywhere he went, he was under this, he was under this impression that it didn't matter if they were sick, cancer, what, whatever it was. Man, he could shift it. He could change it. And I'm just at this place in my life where mediocre, settle, just settling for whatever mundane Christianity is no longer going to cut it. It's just not going to cut it. And so this is, what, this, is what the, this is the picture that I'm trying to paint for us tonight is this. The question is tonight that I'm want, I, I wanting to, to explain to you and communicate. God, help me communicate this. Is this. We have to have the courage to believe. And we have to have the courage that it takes 
to expect something. You see, not expecting something and just settling for, for, for mundane complacent is being complacent. It's pretty easy to do. Would you not agree? We can go throughout life and say, hey, man, my life's great. I come to church. I, do, I work a nine-to-five job, whatever the case may be. Man, I'm just doing good. And this is what it says. He's sitting at the gate called Beautiful, and he's, he's, become, he's become used to this same process day in and day out and day in. And this is the first word that I want to go to. I'm going to be brief tonight. This is the first word that I want to go to, routine. This is the reason why you see me in a jacket tonight. On the way here to church, Abby looked at me, and she said, don't go the bumpy way to church she hates when I go the bumpy way to church she said go a different way let's go a different way and so I went and so I caught myself I'm sitting at the red light and I'm fixing to turn right and I caught myself literally turning the wheel and I snatched it back y'all know how great of a driver I am and I snatched it back and then I'm going the opposite direction. But my routine that had been built up on the inside of me had me going the same direction that I've been going. But I want to speak to somebody tonight and say, man, it's time to shift things up a little bit. Come on. It's time to change how we view things a little bit. God wants us to see things from a heavenly perspective. He reigns in a kingdom that's unlimited. You've already heard that tonight. We can, those that don't ask cannot receive. We cannot see. We cannot obtain what we do not already see. We got to see it, man. Come on. If, we, if there's ever been a time, you heard it a couple weeks ago, now's the time to rise up. Now is the time to get up. Now is the time to believe again. We may be small in this room tonight, in this room tonight, but here, and I'm going to go into this about the army that Joel saw. Come on. I see a people. I see a room full of people in this room tonight that you know what, man? That's all God needs. He doesn't need a lot. He can do a lot with little. Come on. And that's what he did with this man. This man was laying, sitting at the gate called Beautiful, but see, he had the faith that he had that he needed to believe to get healed and God healed him come on so moving on here we don't experience breakthrough because we do the same stuff every day and every week you see the enemy is seeking who he may devour the we say it's just he's seeking who he may devour and we make it easy on him Here's how we make it easy on him. We do the same thing Sunday. We do the same thing Wednesday. Why do we experience? Man, we, we have great moves of God at this church, amen, in our weekly services. Here's why I believe we experience. I'm just being real practical and vulnerable tonight. I hope that's okay. Here's why I believe we experienced a powerful move of God over in that youth building that night. It's because we shifted it up a little bit. The enemy, he, he, man, he expects you to come in on Sunday at 10 and on Wednesday at 7. And I love coming in on these services. Believe me, there's nobody in this room that loves church probably be more than I do. But let me tell you something tonight. It cannot be just a Sunday and a Wednesday thing any longer. You got to get some church up in your Monday, up in your Tuesday, up in your Wednesday, and then by the time you come over here and we're talking about fill me up, you're talking about, man, I'm already filled up. Come on. And we're not having to pull you and prick you. You're already down here at the front because you're already stirred up by the time you get here. This, I'm telling you, we got to begin to change the way we think. This is what we harp on here. We got to begin to change the way we think. We got to go higher. Come on, this is, this is just simple tonight. So I want to go back to the text. He has been lame from his mother's womb. It's all he has ever known. You see, we like to believe this and that, but we normally accept what we're accustomed to. 
We normally accept what we're accustomed to. We get used to things. It's, it's what's normal. It's just a normal thing. We come in, we lift our hands. See, nobody's expecting God to break out a move like that. You watch what I tell you. I know it's pastor appreciation, but we've got a pastor who really don't care as long as presence in the room is okay. So listen to me. You watch what I tell you. If there's four or five people in this room that come in here Sunday, start up, I guarantee you a move of God have happened. Why will that happen? Because you come expecting something. Come on. God, you come, you have come fired up and ready. You have come expectant to see God move. You see, here's the deal. I believe that healing takes place when we don't just pray. I believe that we can speak to something and command something to see it shift, and it shifts. I believe, you see, because here's what prayer does. Prayer leaves room for doubt. I'm not doubting. We've got to pray, okay? We've got to have a church that you will unite in prayer. But come on, we're not praying, God, if it be your will. We know this. Man, God, if you could just heal him, Lord, please do it. No, in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And then when we don't see the fulfillment of our miracle and we don't see the financial breakthrough that we're looking for and we don't see things going how we want them to go, we got to speak to that mountain. It's saying in the name of Jesus, you rise up and take your place. You see, that's, 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 what we're, that's where we got to get. So this, man's been, this man has been lame his whole life. So he has built a routine around his disability. Some of us have been experiencing the same negative things in our life for 32 years, and you've been coming to church for 32 years, and nothing has shifted or changed in your life. Why? Because you're not expecting to see a difference. And I'm telling you tonight, as we begin to build faith, I want to just release faith in the room tonight. That's all. That, see, God gave us faith to expect. God has placed faith on the inside of me and you to raise our level of expectancy. That's all. Because faith says, you know what? It may not look how I want it to look right now. Somebody in this room needs to hear that tonight. You just need a fresh infilling of hope. Come on. You just need a fresh infilling of passion tonight. God longs to bless us. He longs to, he longs to see us prospering. Every day, this man ended up at the same spot. Why should I even get excited about tomorrow when I know it's going to be just like today? Are you hearing what I'm saying tonight? This man was expecting the same thing because he had done it for so long. But, oh, one day. You see, one day. This, man, I love this. So, he was laying at the gate called beautiful. This is contrast. You see, a lame man is laying at something that's beautiful. Uh, see, and see, here's what we see also in the story as we begin to look at it and as we begin to study a little bit. This is what God even showed me. This was a temple that had been built around religion, okay? So you've got a man sitting at a gate called Beautiful. He's lame, and I'd like to go ahead and just stretch it to say that, this, that the temple was lame. So you've got a lame man at a, lame, at a, at a gate called Beautiful, and, and, here's, and here's religion. And religion is this, the coins that he was expecting everybody to just put in his cup. We see this. I said, when I was on the streets of Manchester, you see this. You see people just asking. And here's the, point, here's, the, here's the picture that I'm trying to paint for you today. No longer can we just be satisfied with coins being dropped in our cup, just some mundane religious activity. But I want God, and I want him in his fullness. Amen? I want everything he's got for my life. And this man was sitting at a gate, and he could not get through it because he was lame. And I don't know about you, but I want to get through every gate that God ever puts in front of me. I don't want to just sit at it. 
And see, this man watched activity all the time for 32 years. He watched activity go back and forth and back and forth. And I don't know about you, but when I see people doing things and running at a faster pace than I do, it kind of frustrates me a little bit. Maybe, maybe you're just satisfied. But see, me, I, 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 that, for some, that just, it just grinds me up. Well, he's getting to go and he's getting to do that. Oh, see, you're not seeing what I'm saying tonight. Come on. Father God, help me, help, me, help me explain this. This is frustrating to me. And this is what happens when we begin, when we begin to just be satisfied with just being lame. We're just going through mundane, with just whatever. This is what happens. We begin to make excuses. Well, maybe I was never called in the first place. Maybe, maybe, maybe God never, maybe he just never designed or destined me to just do anything great. Maybe he just purposed me to just work, come to church, and do whatever. But I have got news for somebody in this room tonight. I'll say it to one. I'll preach it to 5,000. I don't care. I'm telling you there's divine purpose and destiny on the inside of you. It's a simple revelation, but we've got to get a hold of it. We've got to change the way we think. We've got to change the way we eat. We've got to change the way we speak. We've got to even change the way we sleep at night. We got to change it, man. I'm telling you, now's the time because God is longing to pour out his spirit just like the prophet Joel said. He's longing to pour out his spirit on all flesh. I'm ready to see a move of God. I'm ready to see something change. I'm ready to see something shift and change for our behalf. Amen. It's time to see it. God desires to do that for his people. Come on. The Lord wants you to know tonight that you are at a gate. I don't know where you're at in this room tonight, and you may say, man, everything's great, and I'm sure it is. My life's great too. But, man, I'm, I don't, I don't want to just stay where I'm at on the bottom. I want to raise my way up to the top. I want to get through every gate. I want to get through every hurdle. Many times in worship, I've leaned over and told Ms. Caps, I've said, man, I've just, I continually get this mental picture in my head of us, this just army of people that we have here. And it's, on, it's, it's only a few in God's kingdom, but I get this constant picture in my head, a vision, whatever you want to call it, and I just see us in camouflage, and I see us like in a wilderness about waist deep, and we're just got the machete, and we're just cutting things, and we're just plowing the way. What is that that God is showing me? God has destined this house to walk and to run and to march and plow the way like God's army designed it to be, like God has designed it and desires it to be, to plow the way for those to see God is not stuck in a box man he's so good and signs and wonders and miracles can happen come on uh, man what's the what's the what's the ephesians he he's 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 able he's more he's more than willing and able to do exceedingly above above all else that we could ever think ask or imagine ephesians 3 26 that is what i'm living my life by today come on i just married miss abby i'm trying to scrub two nickels together to make a penny but i'm coming in here tonight looking like Man, come on, somebody. But that's because I'm ready to change my mindset. I got to see myself differently. Come on, I got to see myself how God sees me, friend. And as we begin to see that, I firmly believe without a shadow of a doubt that things will change. This man had to have faith. He could not just continue to stay lame. And one day, something shifted. And he said, he, and the Bible says he looked at them expecting to receive something. 
Come on, I don't know where you are in this room tonight, but I'm ready to, ex- let's expect a change. Sunday, I'm almost done. Sunday, we're going to come in this room, and we are going to strike the ground on the wells of revival. We're doing a song called Strike the Ground. And I don't know how you see it, but this is how I see it. We're going to be stomping, running, flagging, doing all types of stuff. And all I see it is like a group of, like a herd of elephants, just breaking up the ground, just breaking up the fellow ground. I do not think that it's a coincidence that this church was placed by a water tower. Come on, why? Because God is longing to use this house to flood the earth. I'm prophesying to somebody. We got to break up the routine. If you always do it one way, let's do it another. If you always drive it one route, drive it another. If you always wear a red shirt on Monday, wear a blue shirt. Let's change it up and let's see things shift to the glory of God. Come on, I'm ready to speak to some stuff with authority and see stuff shift. I'm ready to see financial breakthrough. I'm ready to see signs and wonders. See, some of you in this room tonight, you say, man, all that stuff was for then. It's not for now. But these signs I shall do greater. Even what Jesus did on the earth when he was walking on the earth, he desires for his sons and daughters. You see, let me shift this mindset for you right here. God needs me and you. He needs his sons and daughters on the earth. He's powerful to do it all. But see, listen, he needs us on the earth we are we are the church movement and see the world has created so much the world has told us this and it's told us that and it attacks our young people and it creates the standard but here's what we've got to come to the revelation of this the church has been silent long enough man I there there is no other answer for me there is no other antidote no medication to fix it the only five-step program that I know is a one-step program and that one-step program is a true encounter with the living Jesus and then after the encounter a relationship with Jesus Christ and when we have relationship things shift they shift relationship shifts things it shifts it every time it's not about just going to church it's about expecting if you don't expect anything from God you won't get nothing I am expecting something to happen in my favor come on Routine and religion go together. But here's the deal. Here comes relationship to the gate. Peter and John. Everywhere in the Gospels, anytime that God's moving, he takes Peter and he takes John. I believe in this story is what God showed me from this is that Peter and John represent relationship. Anytime relationship gets thrown into our situation, it shifts things. That's what I just tried to illustrate to you right there. When we, you see, it's not just a Sunday and a Wednesday. It's a relationship with Jesus every day. And as we begin to walk in this, and many of us are doing this in this room, but I'm talking about a hot and heavy pursuit i'm just trying to challenge us tonight that's all i'm trying i'm just trying to provoke us and stir something god stir everything that can be stirred shake everything that can be shaken wake us from our slumber wake us from our sleep god and help us come into the true realization god of who you want us to be in the name of jesus you see peter and john represent relationship it reminds me of the lady at the well the lady is sitting at the well waiting on you know whatever she's going to get her whatever's going on And here comes relationship coming to the well. See, Jesus wasn't supposed, a man was never supposed to be down by the well anyway. 
A man was never supposed to be down the well to begin with. But here comes relationship. She was expecting to get something else. And here comes relationship knocking on her door. Come on. You've tasted of every other water. Come on. Talking to a young person tonight. You've tasted of every other water. You've tasted of everything else. But once you taste of the living water and you learn to grow in relationship with me, you cannot help but to shift things and to change how you want to view them. So, I'm expecting to see something, just like the woman at the well. She had had five husbands. This was her routine. Her routine, her routine was a confusing life all over the page. And here comes Jesus, that steady, solid rock, and he shifts it. Okay, Peter and John. See, and I'm, and I'm done here. It's 8.15. We're going to be done by 8.30. See, Peter and John just didn't pray for the condition. They spoke to the condition. In the name of Jesus, rise up. They didn't pray this. Because just praying, it leaves room for doubt. The church today, I'm just telling you, I, I, I look at all kinds of different churches. Elevation, Bethel, the ramp, I love it all. I just like to see what God's doing on the earth. And here's what, here's, here's what I've wrapped my brain around. Is that we have just been, we've, here, we've got accustomed to doubting God. We've got, we've got accustomed to not seeing what we pray for. But I want to just give you a little, just a mustard seed of hope tonight. That God is not finished with you. He's not finished with your family. He's not finished with your job. He's not finished with your situation. And he's definitely not sure with this church in the greater. Come on, man. I'm believing my later days will be way better than my former. Come on. I'm so believing that every step I take and every day I wake up just expecting something good to happen. You see, many people in this room tonight, I'm not beating us up but I just know because I see it I see kids come in school and they mad you know they they've just something's just not but just something's aggravating them and this and that and the other and then when somebody like a happy teacher says hey good morning how are you they get angry but it's time to wake up happy again. Come on. It's time to believe God for something big again. I was looking at Matt, and I said, man, if pastor, if my family, if anybody's ever taught me anything, it's this. God is a big God, man. We serve a big God, the ruler of all the heavens and all the earth. And he's so big, and we are this tiny, and he cares about even you and your little situation too much to leave you where you are tonight. So they snatched him up. This is where the Holy Ghost takes over. This is what I love. He had to, they had to snatch him up and pull him up. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. I'm ready for us to roll about 50 cancer patients in here and all of them walk out with nothing. Come on. Cleve don't have no sense being in a doggone back brace in here. We ought to be able to speak to that thing and shift it. But we got to see him different. We got to see him running laps around this place. We've got to see things shift. Come on. Cancer, diabetes, sickness. I mean, it's broken. Come on, STD, AIDS. I'm talking about the real stuff that people encounter on an everyday basis. God's doing it in Carolina. God's doing it in California. I, I, I hate to mess up your theology tonight, but here's what I want to bring to you, the revelation of this. God's not just moving over there. He wants to move right here. I sound aggravated. Calm down. God gave him an immediate answer to his people because he was willing to reach out for their hand and he was expecting something. This takes courage. This takes courage. We got to have the courage to believe tonight, church. Do you hear me? If you don't hear another thing else, don't just be satisfied with what you see right here. Let's go higher on Monday than what we were on Sunday. Let's go higher on Tuesday than what we were on Monday. This is the God we serve. Come on. 
This is the God we serve tonight. So some people wait on their miracle to happen. This, this church is not doing that. We're putting the stamp, in the, 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 the stamp in the ground, I can tell you. But some people wait on their miracle to happen. Stephen Furtick says it like this. We are not waiting on a move of God. We are the move of God on the earth. People, listen, I told Matt this today sitting at lunch. And it was like, you know, man, this is so true. My friends, see, see what you see tonight, pastor makes fun of me because I got these doggone skinny jeans on. But I used to wear the hefty boot cut American Eagles, and I was never no country boy anyway, but I'd still wear my Georgia boots because I tried to fit in with the doggone crowd. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's what I came to the realization of. That was never who I was. I was doing it because that specific group of people was living real cool and I thought they were real popular. I'm just being vulnerable with us tonight. I had to shift everything. If it even means me looking a little silly, you know what I'm saying? It's worth it because Jesus is so much satisfying and he's so much better than that and if I've got to shift things in my life to see a move of God and I've got to, if if that's what I've got to do for him to get through me how does God get through us? Out of of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. It's time to speak again. It's time to dream again. Just like Joel, your old man will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. We are walking in the days of that prophecy right now in this church. You've got old men dreaming dreams. You've got young men dream vision visions. I'm full of vision. We got all kind of men in here that are having dreams, texting, saying this, God gave me a dream. Come on, God's on the move, friend. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. On all flesh, I'm done. God gave this. God gave this man an immediate answer. You had a lame man sitting at a gate called Beautiful. He was lame, and he looked at he looked at what was beautiful every day of his life. He become accustomed to it. He looked at the same thing, and I'm telling you tonight, we gotta shift it. We gotta shift our mindset. We gotta shift how we view things. It's time to not believe for normality, for stagnant, for complacent. It's time to believe again. If you don't hear another thing I say tonight, if you fall asleep the rest of the time that I'm holding this microphone, hear me tonight when I'm speaking to your purpose. It's time to believe again, friend. Let's rise up and take the place. Come on. Will you stand to your feet all over the house tonight? I'm done. Thanks for listening to this message. For more exciting content, visit our website at sparkswillfly.cc and connect with us on social media.